Hello football fans and welcome to episode 35 of View from the Sideline podcast. In this week's Premier League review, it looks as though the battle for the top four has reached its conclusion and after company's thunderbolt, the title is now Man City's to lose. In the EFL, Norwich are confirmed as champions and Sol Campbell waves his magic wand to save Macclesfield from relegation. Pete retains his place in the starting lineup this week for another teaser and we've reached the final round of the predictions challenge this season. In part two, we'll be revealing the winners of the View from the Sideline podcast end of season awards, an award which everyone wants to win. No time to waste, so here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of View from the Sideline podcast. It's Chris here and Rich here as well. Hello, Rich. Hi, Chris. How are you? I've been better, mate. To be honest, I've been better. I've 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 fallen out of love a little bit with football. Yeah, what? here I am doing a doing a football podcast. My neck's hurting a little bit after uh, this weekend, Rich. Looking down on that league Looking table, trying to find Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> Since you're like the first week, first week, <laughs> first and only yeah. week. Yeah. Been been a while. So yeah. So uh, we'll we'll go into Pete's teaser this week, Rich. So so what is it? Uh, Pete's teaser this week is which three players have been sent off a record eight times in the Premier League? Eight times? Yeah. Jeez. So three players. But just on that, I don't know if you know this. This this would have been a, a and also a good teaser. Yeah. Uh, Son has been sent off five times in his career. Five. Yeah, I saw uh, the BBC did a column on him as well about but, how he grew up and stuff when he was growing up about his dad and stuff. It was quite a good read, actually. But uh, for someone seems... as uh, as placid as yeah. he, so that was quite a surprise. We'll, but... we'll we'll go into that game in a minute. Um, yeah, we'll start off with the Evan Burnley game. Um, I think it was a typical game, really for two teams that aren't really fighting for anything this season now. Um, the game was pretty much over in the first 20 minutes. Well, I mean, Everton are still fighting for the uh, for the so-called Everton Cup, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no, sorry, scrap that. They're, they're four points behind Wolves, yeah. So, uh, it's... Yeah, so they're kind of in a battle for 8, yeah. ninth, and 10th. So, yeah, not an awful lot. Just, Not an awful uh, lot to play buddy, for, but they're in form. Bro. They're in. Yeah, they're, they're doing well. They're suddenly in a bit of form. They've won three of their last five, which is a bit worrying for Spurs. Um, having them next up last well, game yeah, of the season. But... season you're at home now, aren't you? So we are, but I, I feel. Well, I feel a bit of karma's going to come back and bite me uh, because of my uh, criticism of Everton. Throughout the season, <laughs> yeah. they'll probably they'll probably turn us over like six nil, and Arsenal will win like three or four nil, and then uh, we'll finish fifth. But ho- yeah. hopefully not. But I think the thing with Everton in this game is there is uh, more momentum than there would have been if they'd sort of cont- continued their their poor run going into next season. Um, I think the conversations have already started about whether they can actually challenge for the top six next year. But I think that's that's almost a, a conversation that football or, or anything around Premier League has 
every summer that will Everton challenge and they always yeah. promise a it's, lot but deliver little so we'll, it, we'll see you know, if they you know the should we say the from third to sixth you know they, they haven't been great this season so it would have been you know not unthinkable that maybe one of the other teams could have crept into the Champions League spots had they, mm. you know, performed a little bit better. But well, well, uh... I mean, they're seventeen points off at the moment, yeah. so that that's kind of the the gap they've got a bridge, I guess. Um, and it's thirteen points to United in six. So I mean, even to the top six, it's a bit of a gap. But it'd be interesting to see what happens to them yeah. in the summer, whether they splash the cash and. Burnley, Burnley have been safe for a while now, a bit mixed form. So Friday night game, I think like you say, it's almost one of those. That... No, uh, no Europa League for Burnley next season, so they can No, they might, yeah. The uh, speaking of Europa League, uh, Tottenham up next. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> um, uh... So, uh, the... You know, it was it was a very very late goal, and to be fair, to, you you defended pretty well with only nine men on the pitch. Sun sending off, I think it was a bit soft, really. I I know he's pushed him, but you know, it's not. I, I for me, I didn't think it was a sending off personally, but I thought um, this guy's name is it Foyt 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 Foyt. Foyt? Yeah, uh, that that was a red card, and I think he'd only just come on as well. So, uh, but Nathan Ake, the hero, <laughs> ex Chelsea player, coming up with the winner as well. Any, anyone who's ex Chelsea, I mean, you'll be shouting about Anelka scoring in a five-a-side <laughs> next yeah. week. Um, I I don't strange game, strange game for me. Um, the Son, the Son one. I think that's probably the one that causes a bit more controversy. The Foyt one was just r- ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, I think Spurs were lucky that Dyer didn't get sent off. I think they were lucky that Dyer didn't give away a penalty. I think that should have been a penalty for his foul. Now the sending off. I mean, there's there's different ways to interpret it, and I think that's probably why there's a bit of a mixed opinion. I have heard. Admittedly, they're in the minority, but I have heard a few people say that it should have been a yes. yellow, um, and even also that that Lima should have been red carded for for stamping on it or treading on his on his hands. But because it's because it's a, a contact below below the head or below the neck, apparently it's not classed as like um, like a, a hit in the face. It's more of a shove. Therefore, yeah. it, it's not violent conduct. Therefore, it should have been a yellow. But I, I can see why he sent him off. I mean, I, I, I'm not one of the ones that that will argue it. I think it, it was a red card. Well, I think it was, it was. It's the reaction, isn't it? No, yeah, he shouldn't have reacted yeah. like that. The only thing that I find slightly disappointing, and it's it's one thing that really, really bugs me about today's game is just the the theatrics. I mean, <laughs> Lamer went down as if he'd been shot by a sniper in in sort of on top of the stand. And I mean, to be fair, I think any sort of average male wouldn't have even hit the ground from a push like that from yeah. Son. I mean, it wasn't he, as if he sort of took a run up and then shoved him. I just, it's so disappointing. He was and... lucky to stay on that pitch. I, I, I know, probably not for that, but he was, it was probably worth a yellow card for him as well. But yeah, I know, he, he did end up getting booked as well later on in the game. So, 
Yeah, but I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with either, really. I think, I think the most, the most disappointing thing in that game, really, is I know. Well, one is the late goal because uh, with the with the other results over the weekend, a point would we be at, we'd be hundred percent guaranteed top four now. And I know we need well, Arsenal needs sort of a, an eight goal swing. Um. So even a point at home, to be honest, even a one or two nil defeat against Everton's fine for us. But I, I would have rather gone into the game against Ajax the second leg tomorrow, knowing a hundred percent that yeah. it was done. I know there's a everybody thinks it's as good as done, but I'm not. It, it, until it's mathematically played, well, yeah, there is that. But it, I don't know what it is with Spurs. They're, they're, yeah. they're further away than I thought they would be. I thought they seriously two a couple of months ago. I thought they had a serious chance of uh, to mounting honest, a title yeah. challenge. Yeah. But if, if it's going to be a big if, summer. If someone would have told me two months ago that Chelsea would be in third place, I probably would have laughed. Um, but we've we've been exceptionally lucky with just the way the other teams have been been playing. So yeah, but I think that's the yeah. same for Spurs. If Arsenal and United hadn't been as poor as they've been, then it would have been a different story. But there's a lot of rumours about people like Trippier, Eriksson, um, Alderweireld leaving in the summer. So it'll be it'll be a big summer for Spurs. Yeah. Apparently, they're gonna they're gonna. Give Pochettino a, a war chest to go out and buy players, but Lovely. for me, nice. <laughs> just just finally on it. I think for Spurs, it's the the excuses are over now. The whole we're playing at Wembley, that excuse has gone. Yeah, yeah. The whole we're not. Do you know what I mean? We're we haven't got the squad depth. I mean, that's the one thing that is showing for Spurs at the moment. It's, it's the two or three key players that you miss. So it'd be interesting to see what they do in the summer. But it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so could be worse. Yeah. So the West Ham Southampton game. Uh, Southampton turning back the clock on this one, or how they played before uh, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. They were poor. Absolutely poor. Absolutely terrible. Um, but West Ham. You know, uh, they've had such a good seat considering the start of the season that they had. You know, they've had such a, a, a good season, I'd say, a, ver- a very good season. So, you know, first six, seven games of the season, they haven't even got a point. So, to be where they are now, you know, they, yeah, but they're still really they're good side st- as well. They, they have their, their recent form is to me, is what West Ham are all about. So they lose a couple, then they win a couple. I know there's only one game left, but if there was more games, they'd probably then lose a couple, then they'd win a couple more. Um, And they are smack bang in the table. But you, the telling thing for me, if you look, Bournemouth, I mean, and Bournemouth have had a, a terrible second half of the season, but West Ham are only four points ahead of them. Yeah, and they're also only three points ahead of Palace, so you sort of put you would no disrespect to those clubs, but you would expect to see West Ham in a higher position. And I think we sort of said it last week about the big sides, but it's going to be a big, big summer for a lot of teams. West Ham will want to try and keep hold of their best players, and it's whether they do or not, which then sort of allows them to. To have a proper crack next year to see yeah. if they if they can push for top six. Yeah, 
So uh, the Wolves Fulham game. Um, you know, considering how Fulham have played recently, um, I don't think that they'll be too disappointed with with, with this result. Obviously, losing by the old goal because you know it, they had more of the ball. You know, possession wise, they 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 dominate the possession, but you know it's getting the ball in the net that counts. But yeah, to be fair, I think Fulham will probably be uh, do all right in the Championship. I think. You know, I, I I had an interview with um, I think it was someone on Five Live on Friday night, and they said about um, players that Fulham could potentially keep, and you know they, they probably will lose Mitrovic, possibly Sessegnon, but I don't think Sessegnon, you know, he's not. They're not going to get the money for him. They probably want, and it's it's a strange one because I don't, you know. I don't really know where his best position is, and I think that's what will kind of put things not... off of him a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, apparently he he wants the Spurs move from from what I've read. But, but I mean, there's you know, players not... in front of I'm... him that Tottenham would be able to get. So I don't... yeah, there is. But I mean, there's there's the there's the Pochettino, there's the development bit. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not. If he went to Spurs, I'd I'd be surprised if he's if he was expecting to get game time. Yeah, regu- I, just, I mean really... he'd get game time, but I'm not sure he. If he went there, he'd have to be aware that I think that he's not going to be first choice. I mean, whether whether you play him as sort of a left back or left of a back three or left of a back four, how you play it or as a wing back, I I. I really like Danny Rose, so he he would always be ahead for me. But you've got you've got him as a, think of his age, his potential. Yeah. I think probably Spurs is probably a good fit. You for could him, probably but... mould. You could put at the age years. You can probably mould him into anywhere down the left side. Whether you wanted him as a winger or, or left back, but yeah, you could do. Yeah. And the the interesting thing is, well, not the interesting thing, but. Obviously, Spurs room for him quite heavily last summer when Fulham were coming up. But if if you're going to get him when he's going back down, he's he's going to be a lot cheaper. That's what I mean. Which, if, uh, which, if, which if will be gonna, a good thing. If you're going to get him, go for him now. But you know, I think Spurs will probably still. I think you'll still go after Grealish. I think he'll be. Well, he's, that's the opposite way, though, isn't it? I mean, if he, I I think if Villa do come up. I think Grealish will probably give them a year. You reckon? Yeah, I, I think he will. It's, it's his hometown team in it. I think he's got a lot of a lot of uh, sort of affinity with Villa. He's done a lot for them. They've sort of supported him for a lot of things as well. I think I think if they did get to the Premier League, I do think that he would give them a year. Yeah, but we'll wait and see. Cool. So uh, Cardiff Palace, uh, so dream. Is all over for, for Cardiff, and it probably has been for well since last week. Um, but you know, it'd be sad to see them go. You know, they showed a lot of heart this season. Um, they've probably done a lot better than what people, you know, would would probably say they had done because they didn't really spend the money that you know the likes of Fulham and Wolves did. Um, you know. So yeah, I just, you know it'll be a shame to see him go. But you know they've got you know they've pretty much got the same team that they came up with. So as long as they can you know keep most of them, I'm sure you know that they should be all right. Yeah, that's that's the trouble though, isn't it? I think that it's 
it's not only the the players keeping hold of them um but do they want to stay? I think the thing is now, yeah. Yeah, admittedly, it is the squad that's gone that's taken them up to the Premier League. But is there many but, players that you think could? Yeah, but it, it would be. They, they, they yeah. would. They, they're going to want to play Premier League football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think there's probably there's some that would probably the the, the promoted teams would probably have a look at. I think um, the, the, is it Morrison the defender? Yeah, he's had a good season. I think like the keeper, the keeper's average. He's been one of the best yeah. best goalies in the in the league this season. I mean, Junior Hoylett's got a bit of experience. You you don't know the. It depends who goes up through the playoffs as well. So we, we'd have to wait and see. But but yeah, and I think yeah, I I do agree with you. I think they're probably the ones over Huddersfield, Fulham, and. Uh, Cardiff. Cardiff are probably the ones that we thought would struggle the most. So Yeah, and just to say one thing on Palace as well. I remember at Christmas we were saying how much they needed a striker. And, you know, they bought in Batshuayi and, you know, they've been scoring quite a lot of goals, you know, since um, January. And, you know, Zahar, Batshuayi and Townsend seem to make you know, a, a good front three, and they all scored as well at the weekend. So. Yeah, but what happens but, next season? Well, whether they can, yeah, because the Batshuayi won't. I'm pretty sure he won't stay. We've got to give Batshuayi a chance at Chelsea. I just you might not have a choice. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and and you know the whole debate on Zaha rings on. Whether well, so but apparently, apparently, what the club are saying is that they. The intention would be well. Obviously, the intention would be to keep both of them. But if they do sell, it will be one of Zaha or the the fullback, Wan Bissaka, is it? Yeah, because I see I've, he's been linked with a few clubs. Yeah, it? so it's I think it'll be season, it'll be one or the other. But I'd, I'd be surprised if Zaha's still there. To be honest, I, I, he, I, he's the, he's the one I think that that will go. But I think before, he. It'll be abroad. I think he'll go abroad. Yeah, and I think he'll drive the change. I think he will be the one that wants to go. He's in a good position. I think he's, you know, he's. I think he's done what was needed to be done this season for Palace. You know, he's, he has scored goals, which is, you know, one thing that they lacked before Christmas. It seemed to effort was going through him. So, you know, fair play to him if he does get a big move. Um, but I just think it'll be outside the Premier League. Yeah, no, be. I do agree. Okay, so uh, uh, title chase in Liverpool. Uh, yes. Apparently, the team that should be given a trophy, even if they finish second in the league, which is—I uh, don't know if you heard. <laughs> you get it. a runners. You, you do get a runners-up medal, yeah, don't you? Not a trophy. Uh, this guy on talks. So I don't know if anyone else heard it, but he phoned in to an, uh, a radio show, uh, Talk Sport, to say that he felt that Liverpool, because Liverpool had got this amount of points that they deserved to be given a trophy or to share the trophy with, with Manchester City but I don't think they could figure out whether he was an Evertonian or whether he was actually generally a Liverpool fan but yeah uh, just well to obviously mention Liverpool they are playing uh, this evening obviously in their Champions League uh, semi-final 3-0 down first leg but they are actually winning 1-0 in the, in the second leg Origi scored early goal and obviously they haven't got Firmino or Salah, I believe. Be a, be a good second half. They'll so, have yeah. to uh, 
they'll have to go after it. Uh, I mean, th- this is a, this is a funny game to talk about, but just to touch on it just quickly, because um, obviously with what happened in the city game it sort of seems a bit of an anticlimax i think that <laughs> i think that the, the the talking point seems to be the third goal so to the free kick awarded for, for Origi, the third liverpool goal um i think in when you get all the different angles and that you can see that it's probably not a free kick no um but it seems to be the the sort of main talking point. And there's a lot of talk about Benitez beforehand and whether he was going to do Liverpool a favour. And I think a lot of that's Certainly just not. sort of... <laughs> no, but I just think a lot of it's... Well, I thought, yeah, no, I thought they did. And I thought... With uh, a good I, I 30 think... minutes, I thought that they were actually going to hold on to it and, you know, deny Liverpool. Yeah, but no, I did. And I I thought it was it was a possible upset before the game. I think that Newcastle will... I think they'll do all right next year, especially if Benitez stays. The interesting thing with Newcastle is Rondon, because he's meant to um, go back to, back to West year. Brom, isn't he? And I, I think there's, I think yeah. I read that there's a, well, there's a clause in his contract that says if West Brom come up, then it's just, uh, I think it's 20 and a half million they've got to pay. But if West Brom don't come up, it's 16 and a half. But something that, that may sort of get overlooked now is obviously the, the striker leading West Brom's charge, Dwight Gale, is a is a Newcastle player. Yeah. Um. Obviously, he's, he's still on loan. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. But I don't just just quickly, Chris, because I, I did think about this today, and I don't want to be sort of tarred with the same brush as this talk sport guy. <laughs> but if Liverpool go out tonight, yeah, and they don't win the league, yeah, is that any different to Spurs? And to Pochettino, because the whole no one's Pochettino didn't win a trophy, Klopp didn't win a trophy. All those conversations are going to come out, but is it the fact that Liverpool just pushed City so far and had an unbelievable season? Does does Klopp almost get a free pass for, for that it's, for that trophy conversation? Because, because at the end of the day, they've got you know that they they qualify for the Champions League, which Tottenham are likely to do through league position anyway and they got to the same part of the Champions League than what Tottenham have as well so I don't see any difference well, but let's just say Spurs got past Ajax tomorrow I mean well I would it... say Spurs have probably had a more successful season but, than yeah, Liverpool but Liverpool are going to uh, Liverpool are more than likely going to end up with, I think it's the third highest ever points tally in the Premier League yet they're not going to win the league so I think it's a really, I think it's a really good discussion about yeah, but... whether it's whether they're coming second, but they're coming second with such an unbelievable season. But but it's still second. They still haven't won the league, even though they've they've given they've given us their best ever season in the Premier League. But yeah, they still, but they still haven't won the league. Yeah. But is that because City is, is that because City is so good? Well, I think they are. So. I think they are. I don't know. That's the problem. But I, maybe that's a, maybe that's a conversation it's... for another day. Yeah. I've, but you'd be gutted as a Liverpool fan to come out of this season with nothing. You would be. You'd be. I, I was just. I, I was trying to think last night what it would be like being a Liverpool fan watching that game last night and you're getting to the sort of the last sort of quarter of the game and it's still nil nil. You do not expect company to no. 
to do what he did. Anyway, well, um, so, I, I, uh, I think the I think the title's probably with City now. To be honest, so, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll have to see till so, Sunday. Um, Chelsea Watford. Uh, it's really the whole this whole of the weekend is just played right into Chelsea's hands. Really, it has. But what, um, I just can ask you, Chris. Yeah, go on. What is going on with that kit? Do you not like it? No. It's a bit I heard odd. The, it feels like... I heard the best reference today, that it looks like the seat covers on a train. Yeah. It's a bit odd. I, the, the the neckline is a bit odd for me. It just doesn't... It looks like it's missing, like, a collar or, like, a different colour around the neck. I don't it's know. Meant to, um, it's meant to depict images from Stamford Bridge or something yeah. like that. Anyway, let's it's, talk it's about the football. It's a strange choice, but... Um, and it's strange that they've worn it already, which is odd. But anyway, now teams um, do last home game yeah, of the season. But, uh, Bournemouth, Bournemouth wore their new home kit. Not that you'd notice there was any difference no. to it, but um, they, uh, so they still did. First half of this game was all was all pretty much Watford, but they just couldn't capitalise on a few good chances that they had. But second half was probably one of the best second halves I've seen Chelsea play this season. I'd say. So you love Sari again now, do you? I'm not, I'm not saying so, that. I'm just saying. So, you know, ball, Zari, Zari I think we, we scored two goals from corners within five minutes of the restart, and then Higuain showing what he should be doing. Credit where it's game due. Round. That was a classy finish. Yeah. Credit where it's due. It's just, it's just a shame he can't be doing that every week. But I, I understand. He's you know. It, it very much looks like he's going to be staying now as well, from all the talk I've seen this week. So, well, I'm but, I'm, re- you know, I'm reading that Hazard is, is putting in a transfer request and yeah. all sorts. I, I but, think he'll I think he'll go. Um, Hazard. Yeah, personally, oh, yeah, I think I think yeah, I think, he's, I I think it's a done deal. I think the thing with Chelsea is, and again, credit where it's due, Chris. I know we have a bit of banter and stuff, but. I I think Chelsea deserve to be where they are, um, and I think they deserve Champions League football next year. Because they, they have performed, they have outperformed United, Arsenal, and to a certain extent Spurs. But they, it's just what happens. It's just this transfer ban yeah. sticks, and <laughs> if Hazard does go, and what I think there's a really good case for Sari to stay, although. Like, I, be honest, I may have said something think, different before, but I think if he if he does go, I'm not sure where that club goes. I think he needs to win the Europa League. I think I think winning that is probably going to be his. his Do you think though? Because I think I think I think top four was their priority. I don't think that winning the Champions League is going to do much now. To be honest, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that's that's just a personal view, but I think that the the pressure of having to win that game is completely removed now. Yeah, yeah. I think, like I said earlier, like if if someone was to tell me we, we could potentially finish third this season, I, I you know, would have bitten their hand off for that. So, you know, we, we and it's hard to believe that for the first 18 games of this season, we were right up with Man City and Liverpool. And it just goes to show, you know, what two different paths you know, Manchester City and Liverpool have taken to what Chelsea have taken. So, mm. well, yeah. speaking speak, speaking of Manchester clubs that have taken a different path, brings us nicely onto United. Uh, we, we could we could but, spend all night talking about this, but the 
he seems to have lost the. I don't know whether he's lost the dressing room or what it is, I but it is. The, the way they're playing at the moment just reminds me of how they were before Mourinho left. It, it's it's and... like they've forgotten that like middle section of when Solskjaer took over to when he was given that contract. It's like that contract has almost become like a curse, and it's. But they're gonna they're gonna have to have. A, I think that. They're in for sort of three or four years transition. I this think, is the problem. You, it's you... going to be interesting to see. They're, they're going to have to pretty much rip the heart out of that team when you yeah, think about Pogba, possibly People De Gea. Play, they're going to struggle to sign world-class players with the position that they're in at the moment. And, you know, to, for, for anyone to say that about Manchester United, it, it just doesn't feel right. It, it just, it's just so straight. Like... They have had probably one of the worst, uh, probably the worst season I think they've ever had in the Premier League by far. You know? But I, th- I almost feel they've been on a decline since since Ferguson left. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know, I know it's it, it's a huge upheaval in the club and s- sort of the 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 history of them almost is 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 being replaced with Ferguson yeah, leaving, but. Chris- but that they are, they they're just not good enough. If you think of, you can use the centre backs as an example. If you think of like Bruce Pallister, Vidic, Ferdinand, Yapstam, and now that you're talking Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, Lindelof, they're they're nowhere yeah. near where they should be. Um, unfortunately, I think the days have almost gone where. Man United attract the best players in the world. I, I think there's probably three, well, four, they, maybe they even. Fred. Well, Fred, yeah, but I mean, there, there's so probably bad. there's probably four or five teams around Europe that players probably look at now and think, yeah, I'd probably rather go there. And yeah. even to the extent, I know, I know it sounds really stupid, but there's there's a lot of talk about how sort of old and dilapidated Old Trafford is getting. Four, five, six, seven years ago, it was one of the best club stadiums in the world, and yeah. now it's not only the team that are falling apart; it's the stadium, and well, it's a yeah. huge summer for United. Huge. Chris Sutton uh, on um, the radio, he he listed eleven players that he thinks that Man United will probably get rid of or will lose free transfers this season, and it was pretty much. You know, eight players that started on, on Sunday, so it's for them. It it, it, it is difficult, but but Pogba for me, I, I I'm a fan of Pogba, and I'm really torn around whether you stick with him and build the team around him, or you get rid of him and you start again, because he, on his day, he is one yeah. of the best players in the world. But he just doesn't seem interested. And if you, I, I think if you can more... get decent, if you can get good money for him, but you've got but you've got to be able to replace him. You've yeah. got to be able to replace him. If you're taking Pogba out of that side, who realistically are United going to get in that is as good as or better than Pogba? They're not. They're not going to get anyone like that at the moment. And that's where the rebuilding comes in for me. So it'll be interesting. Okay, well, Arsenal, Brighton, Arsenal. <laughs> oh so Sunday was a very good day. We'll, uh, I must we'll, we'll whip through say. this. Ars, Ars, <laughs> Arsenal's wasn't a penalty. I think it was a no. it, it, He bought that. The Brighton one was a penalty. Yeah. Um, 
love Glenn Murray that he put that penalty away and dashed Arsenal's hopes. The um, the picture of the uh, Abamyang and a, a couple of just, I think it was Saka. Yeah, I mean, as a Spurs yeah, fan, I'm not yeah. going to say that I didn't didn't slightly enjoy that. Um, <laughs> but I don't. Arsenal was the, the defence again, always like, letting them down. Know, they yeah. they look like they're going to score four or five a game, but they just don't take their chances. But you would always fancy your chances of getting a goal against Arsenal. That's all I've got to say. And then uh, <laughs> last night's game uh, was the Man City-Leicester game. And obviously, a, a little bit of pressure on Man City, to obviously, to have to win, you know, win the game. And, you know, for the first sort of, you know, 50, 60 minutes of the game, it did look like that, you know, Leicester were, were going to put up more of a fight than what City thought they were. But then, well... What Vincent a goal! Company. <laughs> what a yeah, goal! Yeah, yeah. I, I think their names on it. I think, but is that that's thirteen. I think that's thirteen on the bounce now. Yeah, thirty wins that's, in a row. That City have won. It's scary. It's scary how good they are. And, and can we just say, at the end of the, did you see Lister's chance at the end with Iniacho when he, the ball was played through to him. And he is literally—he was literally one on one with the keeper, and he put it so far wide, right? And then in my mind, I'm thinking, I swear he used to play for Man City. This guy, he did, he did, yeah, yeah, he did. I think yeah. he just got lost in his mind for a second there. He just... Well, he, he won't be the first, and he won't be the last. Yeah. Um, but but for me, this is this is what City are about. I think yeah. it's their last. Four or five games, they've they've won one or two. They celebrated last night, like they were. Yeah, and I think they probably will. I can't, I can't see Brighton stopping them. No. Um, and I think Liverpool have absolutely have, have got the harder harder game got playing at home. As well, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, and whether you believe it or not, I think there's going to be an element for Liverpool that they feel a bit deflated, especially if, if they do go out of the Champions League tonight. And um, I think they probably know that, that they're, the odds are against them now to win it. But well, you've I taken, just, uh, uh, you've taken Robertson off, looks like, tonight. So they've just started the second half and he's taken Robertson off and bought one out of them on. So, uh, so he's going for it. So anyway, that's we've only got yeah. one, one round of the Premier League left as well. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Well, and what is over now, pretty much, is the championship, EFLs. The championship, the EFLs, and Rich has got the championship news. Yep. So, uh, last round of games at the weekend. So, Norwich were crowned champions of the championship. So, they won 2 1 away at Villa. Sheffield United, they finished second. Uh, They drew 2 2 away at Stoke. Uh, but we already knew that those two were were up automatically. It was just who was going to take the title. Uh, also in the playoffs, so Leeds in third, West Brom in fourth, and Villa in fifth. Um, none of those positions changed. Uh, the only outstanding place really was Derby, um, and that was the last playoff place in sixth. So they beat West Brom 3-1, meaning Middlesbrough missed out by just one point. Um, 
and it it's strange when you think of it and you think there's sort of that one point that may have been a late goal or a mistake or yeah. something like that and you don't think that one point's going to cost you but when you get to the end of the season and you miss the playoffs by a point it's a bit must be a bit gutting um, but I'm really excited about these playoffs so West Brom v Villa and uh, Leeds v Derby I think they're two cracking ties um, I'm going to go for uh, John Terry Frank Lampard final I think it'd be good to see I think over the two legs Villa will do it um, and I think Derby will beat Leeds over the two legs um, and at the bottom uh, relegation was already confirmed for Ipswich Bolton and Rotherham Rotherham uh, were confirmed relegation last week uh, on a slightly more positive note Bolton did manage to fulfil their fixture at the weekend uh, they did lose 1-0 away to Forest um, I don't know if you've heard, Chris, but their postponed fixture against Brentford won't be rearranged. So Brentford uh, got the points, didn't they? Yeah, but they, they've only been awarded a 1 0 win. Um, but <laughs> I yeah, thought you so that's it. Now. But, yeah, yeah, I thought it did. Yeah, so that's it now. Uh, so all the games have been played. Imagine so if you're... Brentford were literally like just off the playoffs and that win. And that, well, that, that would be a story, me. wouldn't it? Crikey, yeah. <laughs> uh, so in League One, uh, Luton were crowned champions. They beat Oxford 3-1 at home at the weekend. Barnsley finished in second despite losing 2-1 to Bristol Rovers. Charlton were the big movers, really. Um, so they leapfrogged Portsmouth and Sunderland into third. They beat Rochdale 4-0. Portsmouth drew 1-0 at home to Accrington and Sunderland lost 2-1 away at Southend. And Doncaster... Yeah, yeah, they will do, yeah. So Doncaster held on to the final playoff spot being Coventry 2-0. So you've got Charlton and Doncaster and Sunderland-Portsmouth. So a repeat of the... Yeah. Checker trade trophy. So uh, that's... Port, uh, Portsmouth and Sunderland, they would have wanted to go on that. Well, Portsmouth, should... Portsmouth were top of that league for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but all the action at the weekend was at the bottom. So Scumfork, Walsall and Plymouth all joined Bradford in relegation. This is this is tight. Plymouth... Plymouth yeah. Famous. So Plymouth were the only side that won uh, in the bottom four on the final day, but it wasn't enough to keep them up. They went down on goal difference, so they finished on 50 points along with Wimbledon and Southend, but uh, Plymouth had a goal difference of minus 24, Wimbledon minus 21, and Southend minus 13. So they went down by three goals oh, um, over the course... Off, but over the course of a 46-game season it just it does just show that literally every goal counts um so yeah so uh relegations and promotions and playoff places also confirmed for league one right so league two so there was still quite a bit to play off um play for in league two but uh not for top two league and they had already won promotion but they lost three nil at home to colchester um, so Lincoln actually they'd, no they'd win already won the title though haven't they yeah no winning five for Lincoln so that's, yeah. that's, that was that was a well planned season they, yeah, peaked. they obviously yeah. peaked at the right time uh, Bury uh, already in second they drew one all with Port Vell um, but what I didn't realise is that the or, the third automatic um, promotion um, was going to be between MK Dons and Mansfield and they played each other I didn't even so 
yeah, on the last day of the season, played each other. MK Dons came out 1-0 winners, so that means MK Dons are up and Mansfield slipped to fourth. So they will have to go through on the playoffs. Uh, both Forest Green and Tranmere had already secured playoff spots. Uh, Forest Green drew 0-0 with Exeter and Tranmere lost 3-1 to Crawley. Um, but yeah, the, the last playoff place went to Newport. Um yeah, they they scored in in the uh, in the eighty seventh minute uh, to draw one all. So that, that goal, you know, secured it for. And they they've in the playoffs with still a negative goal difference. That's <laughs> so crazy. Good job, good job! I didn't come down to goal difference on that one. And believe it or not, Yeovil went to Newport earlier on in the season and won six one. So yeah, so. It That's just a bit embarrassing, getting beaten by yeah. a uh, non-league so, club, isn't it? So it will be uh, Mansfield against Newport and Forest Green against Tranmere in the playoffs. Um, but it is all over for Notts County. Uh, they were oh, relegated. Oh, sorry. Goal, Liverpool. 2-0. Eh? Hey? Yeah, Liverpool have just scored. Oh, don't do this to me now. Oh, it's one out. Oh, crikey. The, the, the comeback of all comebacks oh, is mate, possibly never, on. You'll never hear the end of that if they end up going through. Oh. Oh. Anyway, yeah, Notts County, uh, a confirmed relegated. They lost 3-1 to Swindon, so credit to Sol Campbell. He's kept Macclesfield up. Um, they were in terrible position when he took over. Uh, seven points off relegation they were when he took over so he's turned that completely round uh, they drew uh, with Cambridge at the weekend and Yeovil, they also got a 0-0 draw at the weekend but obviously they're uh, already too down little, too late. and unfortunately if you believe what you hear, uh, it looks like the takeover is potentially off which is I, I don't know if I can take is, this, Chris. It's been a bad enough weekend as it is. Which is going to put the boot in a bit more. Oh, yeah, there dear. were reports uh, on social media today that the new potential buyers are considering pulling out because they got relegated. I think we should buy it, Chris. But they are. Let's let, are... let, let, let's let's do one of those crowdfunding pages let let's let's whip up the some support from the listeners let's let's try and buy yeovil <laughs> um I what's think the target a there's a backup though there's a consortium that are also interested apparently so i think i think there's no doubt that it will be taken over but from you know american tycoon to local consortium is it screw fix it's not screw fix but you could <sighs> you kind of one you know the, the the american man with all the money so yeah he'll probably go and buy another league two side now which will you know be even more of a kick in the teeth i think liverpool have scored oh my god three nil it's one out of again oh my days he's, come on he's been on the pitch for 10 minutes and he's scored twice this is uh it's unbelievable. This anyway, could be a, this could be a for, night for, to remember. For, for part one of the podcast, we'll be back in part two with some prediction news, um, our awards, and the uh, answer to the teaser. So we'll be back in part two. 
Hello and welcome back to uh, part two of you from the Sideline podcast. Um, so as we do each week, we're going to kick off part two with a quick update on predictions because there's only one round left. So last weekend, uh, Kurt got his second go. Uh, actually scored lower the second time than the first. So uh, not much threat to the top. Um, so we ended up with 15 points. I think the interesting bit, Chris, is the battle with you and I. Still, still tied, I see. I cannot believe after 39 rounds of predictions, we are still got dead on score. to the point. We've got exactly the same number of points. Um, I have gone quite heavy on draws this week. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Our, our, our scores are pretty different. Um, so... Only one more person stands in Jamie's way, and that is Scott. So uh, he's up this weekend. So the the scores are online. So you can just go onto Facebook or Twitter or Instagram to see this weekend's games. But it's close, Chris. Very close. It's very close. Uh, we are. We're going to have we're, to we're... think. If he gets thirty points, we're going to have to think of something quick. <laughs> Uh, I think an arm, arm wrestle or something, paper, rock paper scissors. To, well, um, but we're gonna yeah. we're gonna bring it back next year, I think, maybe with a few tweaks. But it's been um, it's been a good feature for good. us. We've got we've had um, well, we've had 30, 30, yeah, thirty eight guests on. Plus the um, two that have had another go. So yeah, and to be fair, I, we probably could have had more than that because you know I've had people, you know, asked to do it. So there is plenty. Plenty of room, especially next season. And uh, we'll try and maybe do it a bit more. But yeah, so that's that. So the the moment everybody's been waiting for, Chris, all uh, journalists, the red the, carpet was rolled out. Yeah, the, the world sports media. Players have been turned um, up, apart from the Liverpool players, they haven't turned up. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the only reason Messi isn't with us tonight is because he's playing. Uh, in the Champions League. Well, they're so, down, mate, so they're clearly not, he's not playing that well. So, so that's because he wants to be here. His mind is he's <laughs> yeah. distracted. So, um, view from the sideline, end of season awards. Huh. How, um, how exciting. You can tell by the tone of my voice. I'm sorry, I'm just following the Liverpool game. I apologise. So, so we've got it, um <laughs> shocked. We've got uh we've got we've got six we've got six categories. six categories. Um one of which was voted for by the listeners, which was the player of the year. Um so first of all, thanks to everyone who voted. I think we got just under three hundred. About two eighty five, yeah. Think it was. Yeah, so it was well yeah, very, just, just very un- close. Just under 300 votes. So we had um, uh, Aguero, Hazard, uh, Van Dyke, and Sterling. And you may have seen uh, on our social media. So Raheem Sterling won that award. So here's the first ever view from the sideline player of the year. What an honour. What an honour. I'll accept it on, on Sterling's behalf. He can't be with us tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he also he also he also didn't uh, send a video message no, either. No. He, he he declined to comment. Uh, yeah. So, 
<laughs> Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should yeah. send something to Man City just to let him know. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah. so we've also got manager of the year, signing of the year, game of the season, uh, the most underachieving team and the most overachieving team. We need the drum roll or something, Chris. Um, anyway, so... Uh, these, so just to give you a bit of context, so these awards have been chosen by Chris and I. So, um, it's only the player of the season that actually went out, went out to a vote. So we've, uh, we've decided on the other one. So Chris, do you want to, do you want to kick it off with, uh, manager of the year? So, yeah. So manager of the year, um, goes to Javi Garcia of Watford. Um, I think we you know, we both agreed on, on Javi Garcia just because the way, you know, they've done very well in the league this season and to get to a cup final as well. Um, and I think next season, I think they'll probably do a little bit better. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he was up against Klopp, Guardiola and Warnock. And I think that, uh, I think the the nominations were all in there for different reasons. I think Klopp and Guardioli for, for obvious reasons. Uh, Warnock for the for the fact that I think that he gave Cardiff a chance of staying up when probably no one sort of gave him a realistic chance of doing that. And Javi Grass, you've got to look at it. I think the way we looked at it from from their league position, from the improvement that Watford have made this season from last season, the fact that they've got to an FA Cup final, um, to to me, they're almost the, the the surprise package. If you agree, Chris, this season, and he's he's yeah, played yeah. a huge part in it. Yeah. Okay. So well done. Congratulations. Congratulations uh, for our first ever manager of the season. Uh, so next one is signing of the season. Is signing of the season. So yeah. nominations are, are James Madison at Leicester, Felipe Anderson at West Ham, Allison at Liverpool, and Lucas Torreira at Arsenal. How did he slip in? Um, so Chris, would you like to reveal the yep, winner? So the, the signing of the season uh, we gave to uh, Allison. Um, I think we both. I don't think we even need, really needed to discuss this too much. Uh, Alison, for me, is part of the reason why Liverpool are where they are at the moment. Um, you know, he's had a great first season there. Um, yeah. I to, just to build on that, I th- I think he is probably one of the main along with Van Dyke, but I mean, he's been there a bit longer, but he's almost the last piece of the jigsaw for Liverpool that puts them in the position where they are at the moment, where I I think they probably will be consistently challenging for, for top spot in the premier league. And it's almost been a, a position that Liverpool have always struggled in, whether it was Carrius or whether it was Mignolet, that they'll have a couple of good games and then they'll they'll make the customary error that they seem to make, and then uh, uh, it would be back to square one. And I know Allison's got a couple of mistakes in him, but I think he's probably the most solid keeper Liverpool have had for a long time. And like I said, I think he's he probably is the player that that, that puts them up there. 
there and makes them real force now. I think in in the Premier League. So definitely, I, I think that I think a few would argue with that choice. I think. Uh, so uh, game of the season. So the nominations this for this season were Wolves uh, four, Leicester City three, which was on the first first weekend of the season. Uh, Man City 2, Crystal Palace 3, which is the uh, Andros Townsend goal. I think that's probably the, one of the main reasons how that game would be remembered. Uh, Bournemouth 3, Watford 3. You can probably put that in half of the season as well, because that was that was 3 at half-time. Uh, and then Everton 2, Spurs 6, which was probably one of my favourites. Uh so, Chris, the winner of this one is so the winner was the Everton Tottenham game. <laughs> <laughs> you may guess why. So, <laughs> I, I, I'll probably take this one. So, yeah. so I picked it. So, I, I think that this is probably the most. Oh God, how do I describe it? It's almost like the perfect game of football from Spurs. That. I've ever seen them play and I specifically remember uh phoning you Chris on on this game when because I think Spurs went Is this when you tricked me you I did me. B- because yeah. you weren't watching you weren't paying attention and I no. think if I remember rightly I think Spurs went one they may they may have even gone 2-0 down and then within sort of 10 15 minutes I think they were 4-2 up um and I think it was just an absolute masterclass of how to play football. They ran Everton ragged. And for me, even though there's eight goals in this game, so it's it's obviously an exciting game. There's there's lots of action, etc. For me, it was the fact, it was the way the football was played as to why I've picked this um, as game of the season. It's almost like... I don't know, watching Barcelona, I'm not comparing Spurs to Barcelona, but it was almost as if watching the whole tiki-taka, Xavi, Iniesta football, Spurs were just unplayable that day. Um, So not just for entertainment, but for pure footballing brilliance, uh, Everton 2, Spurs 6 has won our game of the season. There you go. Chris can't even bring himself to talk about that game. He's, he's, he's just, he's just <laughs> I, so in awe. I, I so actually, in awe of that game. You actually me. I think that's the game that I, I can't remember what you said, but yeah, I fell into a trap, I think, on that one. <laughs> yeah. So the, the next nomination is... Do you want to do overachievers or underachievers? Do underachievers first, because it's more funny, really. Okay. <laughs> So the team who have underachieved most of the season, the nominations are Arsenal, Everton, West Ham, and Manchester United. Um, I think Chris a bit of pleasure in announcing the. Is it a winner though? Do you win if you? They 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 have won. The, they they are the. I don't know. They have won our vote for the team that have underachieved the most. The, the, the winners were they're, they're winners it, in it, our it, eyes. Yeah. So it may not have won something this season. Look, there you go. Um, but they've just been poor. Also, it, to be fair, it, it, 
you know, Everton and West Ham haven't been great, but from the the stature of the club that Manchester United are, you know, they have they have been poor all season. You know, they've changed managers as well. It worked to start off with, but certainly not working at the moment. But like we said earlier in the podcast, it's going to be a big summer for them. Um, they are going to have to let players go. But what players they bring in, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to find out. And to be fair, Arsenal weren't far behind Man United either. So it could have been either one of the two. Yeah. But I think... So I think the thing that vindicates that decision a little bit as well also is is the improved form of Everton and West Ham since since we sort of decided on the winner of this number yeah. of this award. But um, also think try and go back to sort of last August. Mourinho was still at United. Um, there was a lot of expectation there. I think that they would challenge City this season. Um, they were in the Champions League. Uh, I, I can't remember. Sanchez was there, wasn't he? Would he have been? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we probably expected a lot from him. And if, if you think where United have ended up, and even the fact that I mean, I don't, I doubt anybody at the beginning of, in sort of last August thought that Solskjaer would be the manager come the end of the season. Um, and I think even with Arsenal, you expected a bit of transition with Wenger leaving and Emery coming in. So that that one is a no-brainer. Yeah. So on to the overachievers. Yep. So the nicer version of the two. Uh, so the nominations here are Wolves, Cardiff, Palace and Leicester. And I think you could probably make a case for all of these. Yeah. But the... So, uh... The team that we went for were Wolves, um, you know, you know, league position, they are above the other, you know, nominations that we picked, but I think the football that they've played has been a lot better, you know, it's been quite free-flowing football, they've not been scared to go forward, the players that they've bought in, you know, they've all played pretty well, you know, Jimenez and Jota, very, very good players, you know. And obviously, Jimenez is now officially a Wolves player as well, so they've done well to sign him. And you know, see what happens in the summer, see if they've got the money there available to spend the same, and they still can qualify for Europe. They can, yeah. I think that if you look at the other nominations, I think Leicester, I mean, that they've had a that, that I mean, it hasn't been a great season with with obviously what happened with the owner and and things like that um i think on the pitch they've been pretty inconsistent i think that give rogers a full season then yeah. i think we'll i think we may see something from leicester next year personally i think um i think they're going to be a threat um palace palace are always there or thereabouts with where they are at the moment to be honest so I think they're kind of doing what was expected. It, I think if Cardiff were maybe three or four points better off when we made our decision, I probably would have put Cardiff in to win this. But um, Wolves, Wolves are deserved winners. First season in the Premier League to finish where they're going to finish. I know they've splashed the cash, but still, it's, it's an achievement. So, so there it is. That's the award ceremony done. The after party. Is. 
Who's coming to the after party? We <laughs> should. Uh, we should. Uh, we'll post them online. I think. We'll, yeah, we'll we post will, the. Yeah. Uh, we'll post the uh, the results online. So. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay. We'll, we'll be back same time next year for the uh, for the second annual for the Deep second. The yeah, game. who's who's going to take the uh, the awards? <laughs> Maybe we'll have different Chelsea, uh, categories. Chelsea are going to scoop it. Anyway, um, <laughs> teaser. So teaser, right? Players. So I'm thinking. Let's Roy, let's throw some Roy names. Roy so, Keane. He's he's Cat, dirty. Catamol. Catamol, definitely probably up there. Joey Barton. Do you know who I'm thinking? Yeah, Craig Bellamy. Craig, yeah, Craig Bellamy. But uh, we need to we need to go back in time a bit. What about Vieira? Uh, yeah, ask, yeah, yeah. Gareth Barry. He's played a shed he's played of loads, games. He's played loads. He's got to be up there. Vinnie no, Jones. Vinnie Jones weren't in it for long enough. I don't think. Uh, um, Patrick Vieira is a good shout. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pluck three names. So I'm gonna go, go Vieira. Yeah. I'm gonna go Catamol. Yeah. And well, I'm gonna go Terry, no, Terry didn't have that many, did he? Vieira Vieira, Catamol and Keen. I'm gonna go three three centre mids. All right, let me do that. Are you happy with those three, Chris? You've got to contribute. I did. I said I said Vieira, Joey Barton. But and... do you want to put Barton in for anyone else? So who have we gone for? King, Catamol and Vieira. I'd say Catamol. Oh, Bar- Bar- Barton might be a better shout than Catamol. Say Keen Barton. Barton yeah, Keen Barton and who's the other one you said? Vieira. Vieira. Okay. Okay, right. we'll go. Oh, I'm here. Okay. Uh, all seasons. Ah. What about Robbie Savage? Ah. Oh, what now? Patrick Vieira is one of them. So we're one uh, for one. Yeah. So who else did we say? Joey Barton is eighth on this list. He had six. Oh. Catamol is fourth. He had seven. Vieira. And the other two players are so Vieira is one of them. Duncan Ferguson is the other, and Richard oh, Dunn Dunk. is the third one. Richard so we got Dunn. one of the three. Uh, yeah. So, oh, Vinnie Jones. We did a fourth and seventh. Yeah, Vinnie Jones is seven. Roy Keane is seven. Alan Smith is seven. Oh, smudge. Uh, Catamol with seven as well, and then on six you've got loads, loads, and Lewis Bermorte six red cards. He got more red cards than goals. Um, okay, well one's not. Oh, Vidic would have been a good shout as well. I might say if I could have remembered Vidic, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, well I'm sure Pete will be back next uh, next week with another team. Um, I think that's it for this week, Chris. Yep, so just one thing. Obviously, this uh, weekend we revealed something new uh, that we're going to be doing. Um, so, View from the Sideline Gaming is on official. Um, the first video um, we will tweet out when that is coming, but it's likely to be in about a week and a half time. Uh, but yeah, go over. There's a, a tw- I'll link the Twitter in the YouTube description and I'll tweet it out as well. 
Um, so yeah, go there. We we'll do it dabbling in some gaming. We're expanding. We're expanding yeah, the yeah. Uh, the empire. Uh, so two only two more episodes of um, the the podcast this season. So we've got the the summary following uh, the last games of the season this coming weekend, and then. We're going to do a a special the week after, which will basically be our review of the season um, once it's all done and dusted. With a great rich on how he's done this season. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be going through our our top moments, like Lloris um, getting the best keeper in the league. Um, Oh, goal. Goal. Liverpool, 4-0. Liverpool, 4-0 up. Origi is scoring. Oh, my days. So this over. is madness. Life is over. Um, well, no, Barca right. only need one. Barca yeah. one, get one, and that's it. Um, right, so off. we I'm will go quickly, but just uh, <laughs> so our subscriptions went up slightly week on week. So people listening, uh, please, if you like what you hear, subscribe, because uh, we really want to push the subscriptions up. It would mean a lot to us if you could just hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Definitely. So thank you very much. Speak to thank you next you week. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye.